0: Attention, attention. Rain delay Theater History Class is now in session. Hey, put away that Walkman. Hey everybody, welcome to Rain Delay Theater History Class. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Slikowski. And, uh, yeah, like we, um, promised in a previous episode, um, we're gonna be, uh, putting these, um, little history lessons into our, uh, feed here, uh, Jack, and, uh... Um, they're going to be little kind of bite-sized, uh, mini-sodes and, um, we'll each be taking turns, uh, kind of giving a little history lesson on, uh, a baseball player from our past, uh, or from before our past, before our, like, baseball, uh, memories and, um, yeah, we'll, we should be, uh, hopefully teaching you guys about new guys.
1: Yeah, Jeremy, uh, you know, I don't think I ever told you this, but, uh, I took AP history in high school for about a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sophomore year and then I, and then I, and I dropped out and I dropped, I dropped down to just regular history. Um, uh, okay. so, so yeah. Uh, so Jeremy, uh, basically what I'm saying is this better be fucking good. What you're, uh, what you're about to tell me here. Um, uh, exactly. so, um, uh, yeah, so Jeremy, I think, uh, I think it's uh, your guy today. So, uh, what, what do you have on, on tap for us?
0: Yeah, for this uh, inaugural standalone episode of Rain Delay Theater History Class, um, I'm going to be presenting Bill Spaceman Lee, Jack. Okay, Bill Spaceman Lee. I, I like it. I don't think I'm I'm too familiar with Bill Spaceman Lee. Really?
1: Have you you've never heard of him before? Well, let me see here. Um, no, no, I, I haven't. I, I've been looking him. Up, I'm looking him up here, and I, okay. I have not. Well, it Looks like he was a, a pitcher. Is that right, Jeremy? A lefty? Oh, that's a that's a surprise.
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, you will find you'll I I will uh definitely be picking to to my biases uh, yeah, right. in these. Yeah, right. Um but yeah, Jack, he was um he was a, a left-handed pitcher um played from uh 1969 to 1982. Okay. Um and uh he was on those like the Red Sox teams of the 70s basically.
1: Oh uh, yeah, okay, sure. So he yeah, he would have been on the uh the Boston Red Sox team that played the Reds in 1975. Obviously, looks like he had a good year that year. Yep, that is correct. Okay, yeah, yeah. So,
0: um, and that will, we'll, we'll cover a little bit of that uh, in our, uh, in, in this little lesson here. But, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so his name is Bill Lee. Um, uh, he's uh, currently, he's, he's alive. He's uh, 73 years old. Um, let's see. Drafted in the 22nd round of the 1968 uh, draft uh, out of um, USC. So a uh, school jack that uh, I got into, but did not go. Speaking of, uh, you know, being bad students.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I, I well, I think I think uh, Alec Baldwin on Thirty Rock referred to USC as the final bastion of the incompetent rich.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, um, one of those might apply to me, but not. not <laughs> um, let's see here. So where to start with Billy? I will say this: um, this was definitely um, a lot. This was like a good if i tap my, if i pat myself on the back this is a good one to start with because there's a lot about billy um he's called the spaceman for a reason because he's you know he was a weird oddball kind of character i, yeah. I would say like you know like think Turk Wendell but in you know in the, from the 70s basically
1: yeah yeah uh, jeremy it must have been interesting having him and luis tiant on the same pitching staff in boston that's like two two eccentric guys
0: Yeah, true, true. That's that's a guy that I you know don't know too much about. Potentially a future uh, subject for uh, yeah. Actually, he is. I was
1: I was going to pick him for one. I didn't.
0: Anyway, uh, go on, Jeremy. All right. Oh, cool. So um, so just as some backstory from uh, Bill Lee, um, he served in the Army Reserves for six years during the Vietnam War, and uh, this is this is from uh the Wikipedia um. He was apparently his his job was processing dead soldiers from, from New England and notifying the families. Jesus, so Pretty he's brutal. like uh
1: so he's like Woody Harrelson and uh that other guy from that movie. You know Oh you yeah, were, the,
0: mesen- the messenger the is messenger The Messenger. Yeah, yeah, the
1: messenger. So he was like ben he basically Foster. Yeah, Ben Foster, right. So he basically yeah. he basically did that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um God. and uh it, there's a quote from him on the wikipedia that's a, that's a little brutal but uh so i i, I skipped that for for this part here yeah. um but i guess no like uh to no surprise i guess maybe like he he kind of seemed to like kind of become like a hippie pacifist i guess uh-huh. maybe after that or maybe he always was he, i guess he identifies as rastafarian for his religion oh, no kidding which is again something that i don't know much about other than like the cartoonish you know representation of like the rastafarian i guess right uh, yeah so billy bill spaceman leaves rastafarian he um was known for throwing an ephus pitch Um, i've never i don't think i've I've ever heard of that oh really the ephus pitch no i haven't the ephus ball or ephus pitch or whatever is just like it's like the floater like so think um rookie of the year oh yeah yeah okay yeah again Uh, i'll say it again I haven't seen the floater pitch since Scuffy McGee.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder if uh, is does Brent Suter throw the EFIS pitch, or I, I don't no. think so. I think he, I don't. I don't think he does. But he just. He just. Most of his pitches are only about eighty miles an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, yeah. You certainly don't see the EFIS pitch much anymore, Jeremy. No,
0: no, and like I think that there's there's players who like claim to throw variations of it so maybe Brent Suter does try to throw a variation but uh, it's like a pitch that just doesn't move it's almost like a knuckleball but I think it like I think it like floats more than a knuckleball I think knuckleballs balls kind of drop down out of like the strike zone sure um, but he so he called it a leafus or a space ball basically so okay he's very on brand I think if you know if, if, if marketing was more bigger back then like I'm sure he would have like t-shirts and um you know things to buy little novelties and stuff. yeah
1: you know his bo- his bobblehead would be like him in a space suit
0: you know exactly which um incidentally there there is there was a there's a card like a picture floating around out there I think it might have been on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated where he threw out a pitch it's him it's a picture of him throwing a a, a pitch from the mound in a space suit kind of <laughs> like, wow like, okay well, is this yeah. from like after his playing career was done I don't know the, I don't really know the story behind his, um, <laughs> behind that picture, but, yeah. uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's one area that I didn't get to, but, um, so, so mo- a little bit more about, uh, Bill Lee. Um, he did pitch in the 1975 world series, Jack. Um, and he, he left two games, uh, games, game two and game seven with the lead. Wow. Um, he had pitched the Red Sox to uh, a lead, which they incidentally both ended up losing. Mm-hmm. So he did his job. Um, you know did he did jeremy did he start game seven of the world series or did he come in and really i believe he started it yeah crazy okay yeah because Luis
1: Luis tian started game six and he started game seven so that was a yeah one hell of a world series jeremy
0: yeah i know we we do need to um get get into that i would love to find all all the games from the series and watch the whole series yeah yeah um but, uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so he was, um, he was an integral part of that. Uh, luckily, um, you know, Kyle Hendricks isn't in, in the same, uh, you know, league, <laughs> in the same, same category of, like, started and, and lost a lead in Game 7. But. Well,
1: his, his statistics from 1975 are crazy, Jeremy. He, he appeared in 41 games and started 34. Um, yeah. He pitched 260 innings. But, I mean, yeah, talk about a rubber arm. I mean, he 41 games, he literally came in, uh, pitched once every four games.
0: Yeah, I was going to say he, he definitely looked like he was like a kind of tall, lanky, like rubber armed. He looked like a rubber armed kind of pitcher guy. Uh huh. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, in, uh, let's see. What year was this? I think this was 1976. Um, he was in a brawl. Um, where, like, Jack, I'm, I've, I feel like maybe you've seen this, um, brawl before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking it up here right now. Um, uh, uh what do you call it? uh Lou Pinella and Carlton Fisk got in a nasty brawl um where Carlton Fisk was like um blocking the plate. Yeah, it was in nineteen seventy six. the next year. Um Pinella was trying to score from second base on a on a base hit to right field. He like barreled in um starting to play right now. But um he he barreled into Carlton Fisk and like as Pinella was getting up, he like grabbed onto Fisk's like uh chest protector. They got into this major brawl and Bill Lee was the pitcher at the time, and he got injured in the brawl. Um, like, he got taken down by a couple of Yankees, and he tore ligaments in his throwing arm and missed two months of the season. That's and awful. Pretty much had a bad, you know, did not have a great 1976 because of that. If you, Yeah, if you're looking at his baseball reference, he, he ballooned up to a 563 ERA with only 24 games. Um, so I, I have to imagine that the uh, the ligaments were, you know, due to that uh but uh that brawl is 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 wild and quite honestly like man the the yankees just looked like a bunch of thugs in that like in that brawl just a bunch of like like just cheap shot artists basically (laughs) but uh yeah so it was it's a wild brawl though and i've i had seen it before and i just didn't know about bill lee's place in that brawl so um you know interesting tidbit there um so this is kind of funny uh in 1978 he was uh, pitching for the Red Sox, and Don Zimmer was the manager. And they got into this feud, I guess, um, where uh, they they say that it was um, because Don Zimmer was, like, kind of old-school conservative. And, yeah. And, like, Lee was this, you know, this out-there, like, uh, you know, hippie kind of guy. Um, and so they kind of, like, they butted heads. Don Zimmer ended up, like... Uh, Putting him in the bullpen and like you know not starting him. Yeah. Um. They they traded. Uh. I guess Bernie Carbo was like a good friend of uh of Billy, and so they traded him, and so like um Billy threatened to retire uh because of that. Um and apparently like in some like heated words or whatever about Don Zimmer, he ended up calling him the gerbil, <laughs> <laughs> um, which. I can, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see the resemblance a little bit. Um, and so um, so that apparently that was, like, the last straw, and, like, Zimmer, like, just kind of refused to use him after that. Uh-huh. Um, even in the, like, they were, like, down the stretch, they were, like, you know, vying for the pennant, and uh, he refused to, like, use him. Uh, during that stretch, they ended up losing uh, the pennant by one game. Uh, oh, Jesus. Or, uh, yeah, or... Um, in a one-game playoff with the Yankees. Um, and then at the end of the year, they traded him to the Expos. So I guess, uh, you know, I guess they both won in that case because Lee <laughs> got what he wanted. But, um, yeah, it's interesting to think of him feuding with Don Zimmer. Also, like, interesting to think of, like, you know, I guess Don Zimmer was a pretty, you know, yeah, kind of like old-school guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Literally, because it seemed like he was always old. Right, <laughs> but, right. Um, in 1980, he ended up. Uh, he he. I guess he went public and, and admitted using marijuana. Uh huh. And he ended up on High Times magazine. Really? I yeah. Which which the cover of High Times magazine, which I didn't even know existed in 1980. Uh huh. I guess that makes sense. In the 70s, probably like maybe even in the 60s. I guess pot was blowing up, so maybe they it necessitated the magazine at that point.
1: Right. Right um do you, uh do, is there a picture of him uh from uh, from this magazine you said he was on the um, cover yeah i didn't actually look it up let me see um, yeah i'm I'm looking it up right now
0: yeah um i'm sure that 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 cover has to exist somewhere right um yeah i don't know not on first glance oh I don't see yeah it, yeah i think uh i think I i see it, it.
1: Yeah, so it, it, yeah, it's it's on here. It, it says high, it's not a great cover. It says uh, high times. What would happen if Bowie Kuhn levied a two hundred fifty dollars fine against every player in baseball who smoked dope? Bill Lee said he'd be a rich man. That was on the cover, so oh, it must you, it yeah. must have been some some expose. And then there is like this crazy picture of uh of Bill Lee on there. He's got like a he's got like a long beard. Um, yeah, you know he looks he looks he looks more like the. Uh, sort of free spirit that you were describing than he does in his baseball reference picture. Yeah. Um, true. Yes. Yeah. He's
0: got
1: a, He's got a He's got a crazy look in his eyes. He's got a He's got a, uh, it's, it's like Tyler Cloyd's headshot before Tyler <laughs> Cloyd was ever born.
0: I was going to say we would have had a field day with this. Um, oh yes. Back in the day. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see it now. I thought that was just a graphic, but because it's such a text heavy cover, but, um, so, so yeah. So, um, Bowie, uh, Keen, Bowie Keen, I think is no Harvey Keen. Bowie Coon. Buie Cune. Yeah, is uh, yeah, but, yeah uh, <laughs> Is that how you said it? Uh, Buie Buie coon? Well, uh, I yeah, Cune. I think maybe is it. Okay. I think it, I definitely think it's Bowie, but um, yeah, because I get Harvey Keen because uh-huh. they, they're very like weirdly, they're oddly spelled names and yeah. oddly pronounced as well. But uh, I get them confused. But I think it's Buie Cune. Okay. Know. Um, but, uh, let's see, uh, so Bowie Kuhn did call him into the office and, um, he said, this is, uh, said Lee, uh, he asked him if he smoked a pot and Lee said he did not smoke the drug, but just put it on his pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Okay. Um, He was released, um... Yeah, or he, yeah, his his uh, career ended at the end of the '82 season uh, with uh-huh. Montreal, um, where he staged a walkout over another player um, being released, um, and uh, yeah, he said that he didn't mind like if 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 it blackballed him, he said he didn't mind. He said uh, okay. I'll go down in history with a lot of people who've been blackballed. Um, let's see, he's a member of the Red Sox Hall of Fame. Um, And then another thing about him is that he's, he appeared, he's one of these guys who, who appeared in a bunch of like independent games after like he retired and like, you know, at like the age of 65, he appeared in a game. Sure. Um, He appeared there's, there's too many to mention, honestly. Um, But he appeared in a bunch of games, like as an older guy, uh, either. Like um, I think there was one game they said, like he actually got the win in it uh-huh like somehow he, he qualified for the win so he's like the oldest player to ever like have a win in his in, in the record books oh wow uh which is pretty cool yeah um okay here's the thing uh when they asked him about his views on mandatory drug testing he said i've tried just about all of them but i wouldn't want to make it mandatory
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, that's which he sounds remind- like yeah, a, sh- a sharp wit
0: yeah, which reminds me, of, do you know the Mitch Hedberg joke? That's kind of similar to that, Jack.
1: I, I used to do drugs. Uh, I still do, but I used to too.
0: <laughs> exactly. There you yeah. go. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, so. I saw Mitch. I saw Mitch Hedberg live, Jeremy. I think I've told you that before.
0: I uh, I don't. I'm trying to remember. I also saw him live, Jack. Nice. Well, uh, that's pretty, pretty, yeah. That's crazy. I, I saw him probably about a
1: year before he died.
0: Wow, that's okay. Well, we'll have to we'll have to go uh, off uh, off pod to discuss, that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> to discuss that. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 pretty cool. Um, so then he got like involved in. He moved to Vermont, I guess, after he retired, and he got involved into politics. And yep. um, he um announced plans to run for the president of the United States for the rhinoceros party. Jack, really. Yes. Uh, don't ask me what the rhinoceros party is because I didn't really, I didn't dig that deep on that part- on specifically.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Jeremy, there was a question on a uh, trivia uh, the other night, trivia show that I was watching on Game Show Network is how, how many, uh, you know, how many, re- who has more, who had more presidents, the Republican Party or the Democrat Party? And I think that they said there had been like maybe 19 Republicans and or so. I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not that big into politics. But, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine the Rhinoceros Party has had too many, has had too many presidents.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think, you know, they were behind the Whigs and the Tories. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if they ever had representation in the old White House. But um, no. let's see. Da-da-da-da-da. He was an ambassador uh, for MLB, uh, Major League Baseball, to Cuba, which is kind of uh-huh. cool. I think maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe they felt like he, he was a good person to represent. Um, he uh, has like... Lines of he's had like uh, labels of wine uh, in his name and beer uh, with Magic Hat Brewery. Actually, like I, I used to drink Magic Hat every every now and then. yeah now. yeah
1: sure I I, uh, I did I did as well. So he had he had a line of beer uh, in his name.
0: Yeah, it was called Spaceman Ale, but it is no longer in production. Okay, are they
1: are they based in Boston?
0: Um, Maine. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. So so yeah, um, it
1: was probably probably the guy who you know probably some Red Sox fan came up with that. Somebody yeah, who, or, who worked there, you know?
0: Yes, for sure. Vermont, I, actually. I, I stand corrected. It's Vermont. Okay, it's from
1: Vermont. Well, I, I, would, I would guess that people from Vermont probably root for the Red Sox.
0: Yeah, I think so, right? Um, so then in 2016, I guess there was a movie uh, called Spaceman about his life. Really? And it's, yeah, and it, star, it stars Josh Dumel. I don't know how to say that guy's name. It's okay. D-U-H-A-M-E-L. I think it's Duhamel yeah i'm Um, not sure he's um i I don't really know what that guy was in but uh he's i've seen his name before but he's certainly never been in any movie that i've seen spaceman included i've never seen it but (laughs) um but yeah so that's that um and uh which you know hey maybe we'll uh we'll watch that one day for for uh for an episode that would be a great idea Yeah, Um, and then my last note that I want to put in here is that um, he was the subject, this one's a little near and dear to my heart, Jack, he was the subject of a 1996 song, What Bothers the Spaceman, by none other than John Flansburg, one half of They Might Be Giants, uh, his solo band called Monopuff. This guy wrote a song about the spaceman? Yeah, yeah. Uh John wow. Flansburg yeah. Um like yeah, references uh him in the song. So um and I, you know, I had that album when it came out in 1996, but I just I did not know that that song was about uh Bill Lee, but uh I well, it's it's it cra- it's
1: crazy that uh, you know, the they might be Giants guy is enough of a baseball fan to like write a write a song like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think you know, he's they they're from um like just outside of uh Boston, both of them. So um and then they kind of you know moved to New York but so they're John both the they might be Giants guys are very New Englandy. So Ah okay. I think that's I think that's a testament to just it seems like New England reveres their sports figures like uh uh Bobby Orr, John Havlicek, right? Number 4 um, Bobby Orr. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think I just it seems like maybe like there's just like a you know a long line of 70s um sports figures that, that new England just reveres, uh, for one reason or another, I guess. Right. right. So that's it. That's all I got on, on, uh, Bill Spaceman Lee. There's, I, I will say this is probably one of the longer ones that we'll have because uh-huh. there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about with this guy, but, uh, he's a guy that I've always, you know, like I've heard about, um, he signs his autographs like earth and then the year, like he signs oh. Bill Lee, and then he writes Earth like twenty twenty.
1: Oh, saying. nice! So it's kind of a, he kind of embraces the spaceman, uh, you know, uh, myth.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think he's all about it, and like you know, it seems like he's still present in baseball, um, you know, one way or another uh, these days. So he's like a baseball lifer, um, and uh, yeah, just an interesting guy to uh, kind of learn about, I guess. Well, yeah, very very interesting,
1: Jeremy. And, uh, uh, yeah, you know, there's several uh, good guys, uh, kind of forgotten guys from that 1975 Boston Red Sox team that, uh, yeah, maybe we can do in the future as well, and I think Bill Lee is a great way to get that kicked off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good call. All right, well, um, that'll do it for this episode of uh, Rain Delay Theater History Class. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Slikowski. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.